Hi, and welcome to Bloodsuckers, a podcast about the Twilight series by Stephanie Meyer. I'm Maddie. I'm Christina. And I'm Gail. Thanks for listening to our 19th episode. Each week, we bring you news, theories, discussion, and thoughts about the Twilight series and the Twilight movie. Aaron and Janae failed to correctly estimate how many licks it takes to get to the Tootsie Center of a Tootsie Pop, so they will not be joining us this week. Oh, That's my geez. favorite one. They should count better. I know. I mean, we all correctly estimated it using complicated algorithms. Yeah. All those imaginary numbers, like 12 and, and you two. had to account for variable change, like the size of a lollipop, the size of a person's tongue. They just didn't set up their equation correctly. Okay. So we're going to start with some emails. This one is from Nadine. And she said, Near the end of school, this guy that me and my friends hang out with sometimes heard us talking about the books. He sort of made a joke that what if a werewolf and a vampire had a baby, and that it would be a werepire. <laughs> well, with this whole Jacob and Renesme thing, is it possible if they had a baby, what would happen? A werepire. Yeah, well, because obviously I think they will be able to have babies, right? Because she's kind of human. Yeah. Maybe that'll be discussed when Stephanie Meyer decides to write a book from Nessie's point of view. Puke, puke, puke. Jay Play, love you, Steph Meyer. <laughs> Hearts all around. But the werewolf thing only comes up if there's vampires in the area. So if they had a baby, first of all, would they be anywhere near vampires? Yes. Which I guess they would because they would be around the Collins. And it, even if they weren't, does. Nessie count as enough of a vampire that that would set off the werewolf gene? Um, I don't know. I think that that would be interesting to find out about, but I don't like Nessie nor Jacob enough to really care about reading about it. It's just too complicated. I, I just... <sighs> That's one of the major differences between this and Harry Potter that like people seem to overlook is that Joe made this entire world and whereas it was fantastical, she, she made sure everything fit in in it. And there was nothing that ever happened that was ridiculous. And I feel like Stephanie Meyer kind of got out of needing to do that by not creating its own world and just placing them in our world. And didn't ever create like a legit set of rules that should be followed and just is kind of like, well, this can happen because I'm Stephanie Meyer. Yeah, like there, she didn't really make many rules, so there weren't many rules to be followed so we don't Agreed. it's hard to predict what's gonna happen so yeah please someone keep in mind all right so this week unfortunately we can't do the news because the twilight lexicon got hacked so we have no access to news and i think you guys all know the big news that breaking dawn got released this week did it yeah really? <laughs> well last week what's that <laughs> but anyway so i think that was the big news other than that we don't really know, because we don't have access to our news source. I think that what I've just been reading is that it sold a lot more than they thought it would. And now the return rates seem to be a lot more than they thought it would. Is it seriously, or did you just say that? No, I looked, I was reading an article today, and it was discussing on um, Amazon.com, they have a lot of forums. One of them is called, like, Return Breaking Dawn to Borders or something like that. And they're referencing to it, like, how the numbers of returns have been, like, really high. And, like, they were quoting from the forum and stuff. Wow. So, so I wonder if that kind of thing takes away from the sales. The rest of our emails mostly were about Breaking Dawn, so we're going to move into our regular discussion and then just read the emails along with it as it applies. So, can we, before we start, please acknowledge the fact, and we'll tell the fans that Avery, since Avery couldn't be here, she wrote, she wrote like the general outline of the episode anyway, and on it she's written, "You guys, please be mature, or we'll start getting hate mail." <laughs> we'll try. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I had to read that. And probably fail. It made me laugh. Anyway, so as far as emails go, we'd also like to thank Laura, Elliot, Ariana, Cassie, Sarah, Emma. Braden, singer skater gal 426, Raquel, Katie, Carly, Zoe, Sylvia, Ashton, Gabrielle, Tessa, Kathleen, Gina, Kira, Ellie, Hope, Elise, Amanda, Erin, Belmo, Karina, Lizzie, Casey, Nadine, Laura, Lainey, Becca, Sienna, Kylie, Sam, Robin, oh, I'm gonna fail, um, Naiha, maybe? I'm sorry. 
fail. Sorry to whoever's Naja. Names is spelled N A I H A. We apologize. Uh, Naya? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway. Samantha, MySpace user, Nadia, Michelle, Mandy, Maggie, Lisa, Gloria, Paula, <laughs> Rachel, Annie, Stephanie. Mar- she wrote the same ones like 12 times, didn't she? I'm gonna fail on this too. M- Mayred? Mayred? It's spelled M A I R E A D. Sorry. Myred? Again. <laughs> MySpace user, Tweety and Sita, for sending us emails as well. Thanks. Sorry for all that need butchering. We had a lot of emails yeah. this week. I feel like this might not even have been everyone. Just because we had, like, I feel like every time we hit refresh, we had a new email just because everyone was reacting to Breaking Dawn. So if we missed your name, we're very sorry. And if we emailed pathetically back, we're very sorry too. It was a big email week. We tried to answer We were very slow responding. It just got crazy. Speaking of emails, can I say something really quickly? Go for it. Okay, so we love helping people and being friendly and nice. People, we've actually gotten like 10 or 15 emails within the last two or three weeks of people asking how to set up a podcast. And I just wanted to generally answer that now. There's no exact way to do it. And it's something you just gotta Google and like search and figure out on your own. And so we're not gonna give you guys like exact instructions. It's something you gotta figure out as part of building character. Yes, for your podcast. building character. Podcast we figured it out on our own. It wasn't like someone taught us. You just gotta, you gotta find the programs. There's tons of how-tos online. So go find one that works for you and stop emailing about it. <laughs> yeah, we don't have time to teach everyone how to make a podcast. We're really sorry, but... There's probably even podcasts about how to make podcasts. There was, that's how I figured it out, I think. Except okay. the program that they suggested had since then been shut down, so I had to <laughs> re-figure it out. Alright, so everyone, I'm glad I made that announcement. Let's move on. Anyway, moving on. So, although we discussed this last week, last week we were very sleep-deprived and kind of ridiculous, so we figured this week, you know, with our hindsight and such, we would discuss Breaking Dawn. The things we liked and the things we didn't like, because there's definitely pros and cons, and we're gonna look at both sides the best we can. We're gonna be mature about it. Yes. Alright, so... So Marina emailed in, and she said, I thought Breaking Dawn was a pretty good book. Though I kinda wish they would've fought with the Voltori. But I'm glad no one got hurt, even though Irina died? Sorry, anyway. <laughs> I think Renesmee sounds adorable. I know you guys don't think so, because she takes away from Edward and Bella. But for once, it doesn't revolve around them. Instead of having love for each other, they now have love for their baby girl. Maybe if you guys would've taken took a nap in between reading, you would think so too, lol. Maybe you could read it again, sleep, and continue. Keep up the great work. I'll still be listening, even though you girls don't like the book. I still love the podcast. Smiley face. <laughs> Can we clarify See? that now for people who didn't understand that? Um, Irina died. Every, I, we got several emails like, Thank God no one died. <laughs> <laughs> and I just responded like, Irina? Question mark? She died a little bit. Just a little bit. But then again, I guess people weren't very attached to her. And I, I feel like I kind of missed that she died like, afterwards. I think on the podcast I even said, oh, no one died. And then I went, wait, Maddie, did Irina die? I feel like that might have even been on the recording because nothing got edited out. See, I've been rereading Breaking Dawn like as of a couple of days ago after I did get some sleep. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a little less cranky about the book now. I think the sleep deprivedness might have had something to and do with it. And the uncomfortably energetic. Yeah, but I'm... I'm still pretty annoyed at major parts of the book. You see, I totally disagree though because I think we were all really revved up to like the book. So I feel, if anything, we were biased to be at least to begin with to like the book. Like we really wanted to enjoy this. This is something we'd really been looking forward to. So I think, if anything, like as Twilight fans and Twilight podcasters, we would have been like, "Oh, we really like this, no matter what." But then. It just we built it up too much, way. though, maybe, because I feel like if this had just been, like, a series that, like, I found, and I just kind of wanted to know how it ended, I feel like this book, I think that I could decently like it, and just be like, oh, the ending. But I feel like in her head, we built this up so much. Like, we have a podcast about it. So I think that it works both ways. Like, yes, I feel like if anyone were to like it, it would have been us. But I also feel like it was built so much in our heads that Stephanie never could possibly have done this. I don't know, because I hate to compare to Harry Potter again, but, like, Harry Potter, like, we had all been fans for, like, a third of our entire lives. 
we had been living with Harry Potter, and we were all really excited and really building up the seventh book since we had started reading the series, and I oh, loved I agree. the seventh book. I thought it was an amazing ending. And so I don't think we were biased towards hating the book to begin with just because we were tired. And I think, if anything, we would have been biased towards Yeah, I definitely agree. And I, I think that there's this difference between whether we were tired or not. It wasn't that we were tired. It was that we were delirious, like too excited and too hyper. So I don't think that we weren't like catching everything. I think that we were just like too antsy to read. But I don't think that would have made us cranky about reading it. It wasn't like we were thinking, oh, I'm too tired to read. I don't want to read anymore. It was we were sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, this is so boring. There were times when like <laughs> A-Ray just sat on her book. She would just got bored and would start like humming and sitting on her book. And it was, she finished like an hour after us or something. because She just couldn't read it. And there was nothing tired about that girl. Let me tell you. <laughs> she was awake. <laughs> the next email is from Gabrielle. Overall, I liked Breaking Dawn and I think that it definitely was a good way to end the series. But I do wish that the story had focused more on Bella and Edward than Renesmee and Jacob. That part did annoy me a bit. I mean, the Twilight series is supposed to be about Bella and Edward. I think it made Jacob seem too much of a good guy. I still hate Jacob in many ways. I liked finally getting to read the wedding. I was like, yes, they're finally getting married. I've been waiting forever for them to get married. I liked the honeymoon overall, and the whole Isle Esme thing was interesting. The whole pregnancy thing was totally unexpected. When I read it, I was thinking, holy crap, how is that possible? Bella can't be pregnant. And then it was all, Edward wants to kill the baby. That's insane. And it took way too long for everyone to figure out that the fetus might be thirsty for blood. I had already thought of that. I was like, maybe if it's half vampire, it wants blood. I mean, they're vampires for crying out loud. They really should have guessed that before Jacob suggested it. Chapter 18 was really gory, but I liked it. I was freaking out for a good portion of the chapter, but I also knew that Edward would somehow save her before it was too late. But then we got to hear about it from Bella's point of view, and it was kind of interesting. I was like, yay, she's a vampire, and was practically dancing around my room at 4 o'clock in the morning trying not to sleep. I know I'm kind of slow, I didn't read until 11 in the morning. I did enjoy reading from Jacob's point of view. At first though, I was like, why am I reading from Jacob's point of view? But then I soon came to enjoy the stuff that went on between Jacob and the pack. I love how Jacob became the al alpha of his own pack with Seth and Leia. I thought that was really cool since it was really different, but it was very strange how he became buddies with most of the Cullens, somewhat. I felt that there was too much animosity between Jacob and most of the Cullens for that to be really feasible. Jacob was the hero or the good guy too much in the book, and Edward wasn't enough of the perfect man. I guess that Bella wouldn't have many issues with self-control since she couldn't stand the smell of blood as a human. I thought it was kind of funny how the rest of the Collins were freaking out over Bella wanting to see Renesmee. I do kind of like Renesmee. I don't love the character, but she does bring something to the book. On the other hand, she also takes away the spotlight for a good portion of the book. When I read the note from Alice and Jasper, I was nearly in tears. How stupid is that? I miss Alice for a lot of, the part, a lot of that part of the book. But she was gone for so long and everyone was panicking about the Volturi, and then nothing happened with them. A lot of the last part of Breaking Dawn went a bit too slow for my taste. Like the part where Aro, Marcus, and Caius are deliberating what to do. It went way too slow and was kind of getting on my nerves. Bill and Edward got their happy ending though, so I guess I'm happy. Yeah, I think that email brought up a lot of the stuff that we wanted to discuss. I was confused at one point though. She referenced to a character named Edward. I don't remember hearing about one in Breaking Dawn. Yeah, who's Edward? Who's and Alice and Jasper? Who are the Collins? I thought the whole book was about Nessie and Jacob. Yeah, geez. It was like the Jacob and Nessie Renesmee show. I think that we could honestly... This is my problem with the book. Like, this is my major problem. Despite everything else like we're going to talk about, this is my problem with it, as I've said several times now. Okay, I feel like I could go through the book and within one hour pick out every time you see Edward's name, every time you see any of the Collins' name for that matter, actually, except for Rosalie, she was in it a lot, which no one wanted. But I think Jasper was mentioned like twice and it wasn't even really him, it was just people talking about him. Emmett was like in one seat. Alice was like in the very end and it was just like, hey, I'm gonna have a random plot twist, which doesn't actually do anything. And then like Esme just kind of, Flitted in and out, and Carlisle was just 
They made him stupid. Like, oh, blood? I hadn't thought of that. It was just, it was just a ridiculous... We, she made us love these characters and like we're so attached to them and then she didn't even put them in the book really. So, um, well, why don't we go through the things we like about the book first. Like in the book. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were good things. I'm kidding. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> the one was good. All right, so... I didn't read chapter one. <laughs> I think the thing we liked a lot was the wedding. Yeah. That was cute. I did like that a lot. And it was Storm. it was very first three books fashion with like perfect, perfect, perfect. Then all of a sudden, Jacob comes in. Yeah. We're back to normal there. And I love like we got so much of Alice, so much in character, like planning everything yeah. and spending all day getting everything ready. Was very just like I picked the presents that uh, Renee, Renee and Charlie are going to give you. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> and I could just picture it in the Collins house, in like the Collin house I have in my head, just like. Perfect. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, I like that Jacob showed up. At first, when he showed up and he was being all nice about it, I was like, are you serious? Like, Jacob would be chilled about this. But then, when he had his little freak out about Edward and Bella going to make pizza <laughs> on their honeymoon, then I was like, all That's right, there's Jacob. the Jacob we know. Yeah, there's the Jacob we know and love. I think we can all agree, like, the first few chapters... I think up until the point Bella got pregnant, well not, well the point Bella figured out she was pregnant, I think I liked everything till then. Yeah, a lot of us figured it out earlier. Oh, we, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Avery was like, duh. Ahead. But yeah, like, Isle Esme, love that. He was so cute. And it was the Edward and it Bella was. show. The becoming a vampire was definitely good. Yeah, I was glad she became a vampire because I thought that it was going to be like you said where she would end up not becoming a vampire and that's how the series would end. And even the part where she said like, oh, we'll just go to college. We'll do it later. I was like, no, you guys are going to keep putting this off and it is never going to happen. I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> So I was glad when it finally happened. Agreed. And I love the descriptions of it. Like I said this in the last podcast, how it was really interesting to read about being a vampire, like from a vampire's point of view, because like we hear about the things from Edward, but then like through Bella, we actually got to like quote experience them. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed the part. I think that at that point last episode, I was downstairs screaming and jumping and dancing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I, I was so happy she was my vampire. I thought I was going to be right and that she wasn't going to. Epic win. Woo, high five over the computer. I loved getting Jacob's point of view. Yeah, at first we none of us did, but we kind of talked about it as we were reading it. And can you imagine having to spend that entire time sitting on the couch listening to Bella complain and not knowing <laughs> anything? I was excited about it, like, as soon as I found out. Because I remember we opened the book. Yeah. Me and Gail got our books before all the other girls next door. And... We opened it and saw that the second book was called Jacob, and I was freaking out. I was so excited. I loved, like, all the pack drama. Yeah. I loved hearing that, and I think my f it might have been actually my favorite part in the book where Jacob, like, decided that he didn't want to follow Sam anymore and, like, finally embraced his chiefness. That's not the right word. Alpha. But <laughs> you guys know what I mean. Really? Alpha dogness. Because I feel like that was something that was like set up in New Moon and they kind of left it there and then it was brought back up. And I love that kind of thing where it's like you, something's brought up and you forget it. Oh, wait, that was New Moon. That was Eclipse. Yeah, sorry. But, yeah. <laughs> it was brought up in, in Eclipse and it's something like small and you forget about it and then it's brought back up and turns into a huge thing. I agree, I thought that was I really also cool. liked um, Jacob's description of imprinting, though I didn't really like the fact that he imprinted on Renesme. Speaking of imprinting, at first, like, when I read it, I was like, what? That is so weird that he imprinted on her daughter, like... It makes so much sense, though. That's why he loved Bella so much. Not because he loved her, but because, like, part of him was imprinting on, like, her yeah, insides. Yeah, I kinda, I like that, because, I don't know, I have a, like a love-hate relationship with that plot twist because at first I was like ew weird like he made out with her mom <laughs> but then I kind of like the part that I kind of like the fact that it was like all set up so it was I guess everyone kind of got their ending because Bella got Jacob in her family and then Jacob got the girl he actually loved. <laughs> so he yeah. was just really imprinting on her ovaries. Exactly. Chuckle. I liked I really liked the ending. 
like the very the very and very they last chapter when um bella gets edward to read her mind that's stephanie's favorite part of the two of the whole because then too. edward finally understands like she loves him she wants to spend the rest of forever with him and like they're finally equal see i don't agree with it like that though because i feel like edward's power is different from like you're treating more like arrow's power because edward can only hear what you're thinking at that moment so that moment she could just in her head be like i love edward not mean it which by the way i know no one else here agrees i loved her power yeah i loved her power too but the love shield yeah i thought that was like something we had predicted that a lot of people predicted that she was gonna be able to spread her protection no, but yeah, I thought it was the great power because it wasn't so powerful that it was ridiculous, but it was great. And it did exactly what it needed to do. And it explains so much. I loved it. That was one of my favorite parts of the story was that that ended up being her power. The first thing I did though, when I got the book and I saw the title Powers, it's like second to last, I went, oh my gosh, we're going to know her power. Thank Lord. Like, that's the one thing I really wanted to know from this book was what Bella's power would be. All right, so moving on to things we didn't like about the book. First of all, like we brought up before, the pregnancy. That just yeah. does not make any sense. Like, I love fantasy books, and so, of course, you have to s- accept the fact that they're not real. But I feel like fantasy worlds, if they set up a rule, they need to follow it. And the rule was vampires aren't alive, they don't have beating hearts, they don't have, they don't have blood, they don't have tears. And, like, to be completely mature about it, there are certain liquids that you need in your body in order to impregnate someone. And, and yeah, there's no way impossible. He had there's no way he had that. Because and okay, hold on. Can we have a quick chem lesson? Those are alive. They're not like just like liquid. It's living organisms that do that. That's how you have a baby. And so there's absolutely no way this living thing is living in a dead person. It was just unrealistic. And I don't care if it's a fantasy book or not. She didn't set it in a fantasy world. Meaning this is still real stuff we're dealing with. And Stephanie had even said before, like if a vampire was pregnant and. They got changed. The baby would like stay the same, but it would be dead. Like, yeah. so there's no reason that a baby would die when that's a living organism inside you. And like, sorry, <laughs> but sperm wouldn't. Can we please acknowledge that maybe um, instead of since they are living organisms, they got turned into vampire sperm? <laughs> <laughs> I well, I think that's what her idea was. Was that it was vampire. Sperm and that's then how do they age? With the half vampire thing, that doesn't even make any sense. But yeah, it doesn't. It it doesn't make sense. That's the thing. That's the problem I have with it. It's not logical. All right. So basically, we didn't like the illogical parts. <laughs> um, the excuse that like, well, not the excuse. The reason that Stephanie gave was like in the book, well, through Bella, was that like. Well, there's really old people that can impregnate people, and so why wouldn't vampires be able to? But it's like, really old people have tears and blood and beating hearts. And a heart. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not that vampires aren't really old people, they're dead people. Dead people don't impregnate. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. I find it very difficult to believe that this was that the pregnancy thing wasn't expected. Like considering that he had talked to everyone else about it, and Carlisle is a doctor and has been a doctor for like over three hundred years. Yeah, that's what I hate. It was telling me no one thought of this. It was. I'm sorry. It just was ridiculous. And the reason that was given was like, well, this kind of relationship has never happened before. First of all, I question that, that a vampire has never fallen in love with a human. Agreed. And second, but okay, accepting that, secondly, it doesn't really matter if that kind of thing never happened before, like, you still know what's going Down on. Down in... In oh, general. Sorry. In the brick ovens. No, probably wouldn't be brick ovens. Yeah, you the know dough. what is going in the on dough. the brick oven when you're No, no brick oven's definitely the um, <laughs> other part. I'm thinking the dough is going to be that part. Let's keep this realistic. <laughs> dough goes in the oven. Yeah, Alright, so, moving on. Renezme. I don't... Yeah, first of all, the name. It's like, she was like, hmm, what should I name my child? So then she took some Scrabble blocks <laughs> and <laughs> chucked them against a wall, picked out a couple of letters, unscrambled them, and then that's what she got. There were a lot of E's And it involved. seemed like Stephanie was like, huh, I don't want to write a 10,000 page book. How do I make it so Renesmee isn't in Bella for nine months? I know. Let's make it up and say that the spot process speeds up. So even though vampires don't age, super vampires age really fast. To the perfect age to be married to Jacob. 
That's just a coincidence, though. I am sorry, Stephanie Meyer, but that was a fail. Yeah. Like, that does it's not even logical. Like, the, va- the fact that it's a half-vampire and half-human. Okay, humans age normally, vampires don't age. Why does not aging and regular aging equal fast aging? Because Stephanie Meyer's world doesn't have rules. Can we acknowledge that Stephanie Myers wants to write a book about from Nezzy's point of view? Not only does that mean there will not be any Twilight, New Moon, or Breaking Dawn, I mean, or Eclipse in it, this will be entirely Breaking Dawn forward. And as much as we loved Breaking Dawn, and as much as we love Nessie, putting them together will only make us love it even more. And when I say love, I I detect sarcasm. I don't know if anyone who's read that or was there at the Chicago show. They asked her um, about Midnight Sun and what she's going to do. And her answer was like, well, my entire world isn't vampires, you know. I don't know if I'm going to do any more from Edward other than Midnight Sun, which is definitely happening. Cheer, cheer, cheer. But I want to write about mermaids. And I mean, I think if we're going to see any more in this series, it's going to either be from Leah or Nessie's point of view. I, I would love Leah's I agree. And if she, actually, if she doesn't give us Leah's point of view, I will be angry because she opened up that plot and completely abandoned it. Agreed. I would read Leah's. I would not read Nessie's. Like, I literally would not read it. Oh, I would read it, but I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't be happy about it. Though part of me does want to, like, see Jacob and him being happy. But I don't... I don't even know what it is I don't like about Renesmee, other than she really creeped me out. I think that if she wanted to make a book about Renesmee and Jacob, she should have made a new, like, part of the series, or, like, a new type of books like how she's doing Midnight Sun. Because, honestly, it's not... This book is about... Bella and Edward. This is not about other characters. It's told from Bella's point of view because of that. And she wanted to make like more plot to the novel, which failed. And so she and so she made it about other characters. But you can't change the entire intent of the series. It's ridiculous. And it just made us all really like mad. And it made me really mad. And it made me cry myself to sleep. And no, it didn't. <laughs> just about Renesmee's Renesmee's sorry, Renesmee's name. It's like, I was reading uh, fan fiction the other day, and in it, they named the dog, like, Bella had a baby, but it wasn't with Edward, but that's a whole nother thing. Anyway, and she named it Allie because it was a mix of Alice and Rosalie. It's like, we couldn't have gotten something simple like that. Like, this random fanfic writer was able to get, uh, figure out Allie, and then (laughs) Stephanie gave us Renesmee. She could have always done, like, like, there's so many other things she could have done. Like, doesn't necessarily have to be a normal name, but Renesmee is just terrible. Like, couldn't she have just done, like, it's just horrible names to try to combine. If she, she said she's had this name since before she wrote Twilight. It's just like in her head, so to be at the end of Twilight and such, the wedding and all. So you know that she could have named Renee and Esme something differently. Yeah. I hate it. Or could she have been Carly Renesme? I didn't mind Carly. Yeah, I loved Carly. That was cute. Gone with Carly that. Renesmee. I wouldn't have mind Renesmee so much as a middle Agreed, because people have weird middle names. It's like barely used, but convenient nonetheless. I love there's people on the internet that say are saying that the word Renesmee should replace fail. the word fail. <laughs> I died. Epic Renesmee. Okay, here's I'm gonna just talk for A-Ray right now. A-Ray hated Bella as a vampire. She liked that Bella turned into a vampire, but she felt like Bella was so boring and I don't know quite what it was. Boring, annoying, I don't know, as a vampire. She didn't like it. She didn't like reading her point of view. It just wasn't Bella for her, so she didn't enjoy it. And so she, she sent in something to us saying, Bella's new personality is vampire as a dislike. So um, we don't, any of us didn't really care. A-Ray had a personal opposition to it. All right, moving on. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, even, just like the point that Bella got pregnant and when she was so adamant about having this baby it's like she had been completely prepared to give up any thought of ever having a baby and this baby was gonna kill her I don't understand like I felt like that was really out of character to suddenly want this baby so bad that she was willing to kill herself for it even though Edward was begging her not to okay so Alice leaving I was so annoyed with that just like Oh, Volturi coming. I'm leaving. Here's another Natty and I literally lawyer. shut the book and I threw mine at a wall. And we just said, I we both were just like, there's <laughs> nothing in this book left. There's no Alice. There's no Jasper. There's no other Collins, really. There's no Edward, let's face it. And Bella's not Bella. So we're reading play. a book about Nessie and Jacob now. And the Volturi coming, who ends up doing nothing. But we're not discussing that yet. I don't understand why Alice couldn't have explained that 
to like explain what she was doing before she left. But I guess she felt like she needed to do it immediately, or else she never would be able to. I mean, she sees the future, so I guess that she thought that was the only way to do it. I'm sure that Alice can like make a decision, see what the outcome is, then start making another decision to see the outcome is, and then do the better decision. So I guess that that had to happen. Like anything Alice does, I kind of respect because she can't see the future. And I'm sure there's a reason. I just didn't think that she even needed to leave it all. I think she could have stayed. Yeah, she didn't really need to leave it all because it's not like the evidence was gonna stop the Volturi. That's not why they were there. Like the only reason Ooh, they. But that was the only interesting part about the end of the book. Meeting shield. that evidence. That was my favorite part of the entire book. Yeah. Can we put that back in likes. So, moving on. The ending with, a, like, a hundred million no vampires coming to the Cajon house. My thing, I was saying this to A-Ray when we were talking about bringing Dawn one night. <laughs> I felt like Stephanie had this list of names that she wanted to use in the book. And, like, she had all these names and she didn't have enough characters for them. She's like, oh, I have these really cool names I want to use, but what am I going to do with them? Why don't I just bring... 500 random characters into I have a better solution for Stephanie. House. She should have just named Renesme all of their names in a row. It would have been better. <laughs> you know that the book is too confusing and ridiculous when Why? you need a character map. See page 735. Yeah. yeah, I felt like that part was just too confusing. I hate how everybody depended on Jacob too much. Just like, Jacob, I have a headache. Sit next to me. Jacob, what are we going to do about this vampire baby in Bella's stomach? No, wait, that was explained, though. The, um, Bella's need for Jacob was explained as Renesme loving Jacob. Everything else, depending on Jacob, was ridiculous, though. But I guess that they were doing him a favor because he had nowhere to go. So I think depending on him was their way of letting him stay. But another, like, I, you know, I'm fine with Jacob and his whole Satan Collins thing was cool. But, like, the fact that it was brought up in one of the emails, the fact that a Carlisle, who has been a doctor for like a bajillion million years, <sighs> and all of these vampires who are constantly thirsting for blood, cannot figure out that a vampire baby might want blood. Like, as the reader, or the listener before said, I forget who it was, it was either Gabrielle or Marianne. It was Gabrielle. Gabrielle said before, like... No one figured that out. Like, I thought that as soon as Bella got pregnant, I was like, is that baby a vampire? Oh my gosh, it's going to try and drink Bella's blood. It must want blood. Like, exactly. Does it want food, drink? Maybe it wants blood. Yeah. Oh, now don't be ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I'm not that smart, but I that was the first thing I thought of. Agreed. When they said it, I was kind of like, it, it didn't even hit me what was like that it was Jacob suggesting it because that was just so obvious. Alright, so, Edward, N not in this book, I'm not sure if you remember the Edward character, you guys, but oh. he's that guy that Bella married oh, okay. in the beginning okay. of the book. Remember? Was he? Was he that hot guy? Yeah, he was that hot guy that we read about in those other books. He wasn't in the fourth book. But. See, I have a theory that Bella, in order to avoid him going out of character too, locked him into a closet, but it only <laughs> made him worse, as he only came out chuckling. <laughs> And being pathetic. And raising his one eyebrow. But, um, I understand that to make it realistic, Edward would want to be by Bella's bedside. But Edward has never been one to sit and protect Bella. He's always gone and kicked whoever's trying to kill her's butt. Like, let's face it. He doesn't sit around and wait for her to make a decision. If he wanted to abort that baby, he would have done it. They didn't make Edward Edward. They made Edward some, like, little wimpy fifth grade kid hiding under the desk. It was ridiculous. We didn't hear from him. I don't think we're gonna have more than, like, three adorable Edward quotes from this book because he didn't talk enough he wasn't in the story they made him go hide in a corner yeah like remember that quote of the day that was the entire book with edward in it i know i think every single time he talked it was in the quote of the days and like they made him ridiculous yeah and speaking of that just everyone in general was really out of character i know emmett and jasper were like completely gone rosalie was suddenly bella's best friend you know, I would have rather to have Jasper die than have him be how he was in this book because then at least she would have built up his character a little and they would have seen him a little more because honestly, it wouldn't have made a difference if he was dead or not the entire time because all we got from him was, hey, what do vampires do on their honeymoons? Which by the way, we got right. Can I have a high five on the day only did was hunting? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Win vampire wedges. What were you guys talking about? <laughs> I liked our honeymoon better. <laughs> Not Honeymoon Bachelor Party. I like our Honeymoon better to Atlantis. Which, by the way, that was another like that oh, yeah. Bella brought oh, up Atlantis. Can I get a point for that? The fact that Atlantis was mentioned? Yes. I'm pretty sure that was me. 
<laughs> there were so many times. There was the time when, um, oh, just the, the, the remember that time when, um, he used a syringe to turn her into a vampire? Point A, right? Yeah, point and A, whatever right, email she was referring to. Point girl who sent in that email. Yeah, the ending really, like, we're gonna spend 200 pages building up the whole Volturi fight and then nothing's gonna happen. I was so excited for Bella to be in a battle and, like, everyone to finally get their last hurrah and, like, fight for their family and take down the big family, like, the big jerk family. And they just left. They're just like, JK, oh so bad. Like, and then Stephanie tried to, like, recover and be like, oh, but Alec and Jane are gonna try to fight anyway. It's just like giant love shield. Oh, what you gonna do about that? I think somewhere like afterwards, Edward or someone's like, yeah, they'll probably come back and beat us up in the face. And just like, okay, great. I'll look forward to that in the next book. Oh, no, wait. All right, so anything else? Any last words? About dislikes? About the likes and dislikes. Uh, yeah. Not that I can think of. Okay. Because we don't want this podcast to just become, like, Breaking Dawn bashing. This is basically, unless it's brought up in emails that we want to read on the show, like, we're not going to keep going at it. We're going to talk about other things, like, we're all excited for Midnight Sun and the movies and everything. Yeah, this is going to go back to the basic format. We can still do character discussions. We can still do adorable quotes. Same setup, except, like, you know, new things. And ev- obviously everything's going to have a different perspective. Because we know what happens. We know what happens at the end. I have a like. Uh-oh. What? You go, girl. Um, I'm afraid. Chills. Go for it. One thing I liked about the book was, in Jacob's point of view, how Leia's talking about how she is a female werewolf. It gives a lot more of a description about what she was, like, worried about, considering the fact that she was the, like, first female werewolf ever. She's not a werewolf. Like, she's a shapeshifter. Like, oh, yeah, she's a girl werewolf. Shapeshifter. And it was like, oh, my gosh, so many things that... I didn't even, like, consider... Shapeshifter. Can we know what disliked? Was that okay, needed? That was oh, yeah. Should we call them shapeshifters yeah. now? Okay. That's another thing I kind of didn't like. That was completely unnecessary to, like, be like, oh, wait, those aren't actually werewolves. Those are shapeshifters. We know other werewolves. Like, did you really... I felt like that just made it more confusing than it had to be. The only reason they had that is because I feel like if they really were the children of the moon then the Volturi would have had to kill them because it's like their job. Okay, all right, so we're done for real for now. Now we're going to move on to our next segment entitled Swoonworthy, Edward's nauseatingly adorable quote of the week. Christina, what's our quote this week? Our quote this week is, I'll meet you at the altar in Breaking Dawn, page 29. If you don't send Edward out, Emmett, still invisible in the night, hiss menacingly, we're coming in after him go i laughed before they break my house edward rolled his eyes but he got to his feet in one fluid moment and had his shirt back in on in another he looked oh down and kissed my forehead get to sleep you've got a big day tomorrow thanks said sure to help me wind down i'll meet you at the altar i'll be the one in white i smiled at per how perfect i say i sounded all right so now we're going to do a race cheesy vampire joke of the week Except this week, A-Ray's not here, and this week it is Lara's cheesy vampire joke. So, Gail, would you like to read it for us? Yep! Hey, Christina! Yes? What would you call Bella as a vampire? I don't know, what? A lampire! Ha <laughs> Get it? Because it's like the lion and the lamb. <laughs> and going back to how this show normally is, where I hate Bella, I would prefer the answer to be a lampire. <laughs> you guys are lame. <laughs> We're lampires. So, if you guys want to send in a submission for A-Ray's Vampire Trick of the Week, you can email us at bloodsuckerspodcast at gmail.com. And if we use it in the next show, we'll call it Your Name's Cheesy Vampire Joke of the Week. Zombie. You've never said that without going, Your Name's. It's a prize. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now we're going to go to our next segment, entitled Vampires. During this segment, we discuss one human character's would-be vampire power, as well as what we think ours would be. So, Christina... Would you please tell us who we're discussing this week? Sure. This week we'll be discussing Charlie and Maddie. I think Charlie's power would be being completely oblivious. <laughs> no, he, let's see. Oh, I thought it's so funny that supposedly like the cop detective is oblivious. But I think it would just be something. I think it'd be something like being able to control other vampires or something because he's a cop, just like regulating the rules. Ooh, actually. 
I just thought of, now that I just said that he's oblivious, um, how in Breaking Dawn he was kind of like, just like, I want to be on a need-to-know basis. I don't want, like, to know anything about it. I think he might, considering he's related to Bella, if he were a vampire, he might have had the same power of, like, blocking people out. Maybe, like, you know how Bella, when she was a human, she could block out people from reading her thoughts, but then when she was a vampire, she had the love shield. It would be like if Charlie was a vampire, he would step up from not being able to block anything out to being able to block out reading minds. I think that, like, like on that idea, it would be, like, kind of like Alex's power, how when he does it, no one can really see him. But more like upon himself, like if someone's talking to them, he can make it so they don't really exist. Like, so he can just totally ignore them. Yeah. All right, so we all kind of agree that Charlie's would have be something to do with being able to ignore everyone. Yep. All right, time for Maddie. Maddie, do you want to describe yourself a little for the fans? All right, so me, I'm basically a nerd. I'm on the debate team. I'm kind of loud, kind of argumentative, kind of a psycho. I read kind of fast. <laughs> I don't sleep very much. I love my iPhone. I like to recycle. You know that girl in Heroes who can like hypnotize people? Yeah. With the short hair? I think you'd have the power of persuasion because you're on the debate <laughs> team. That was the power they gave me! people that your side's right. That was my power. Yeah. Just yeah. like, go get <laughs> me donuts. Down. And everyone would be like, okay, that sounds like a good idea to me. Well, me and yeah, Maddie's ability would be like so to just, heard. whoever she's with, she can like turn into them so people think it's, it's actually them, but it's actually just like Maddie because she's just like me and I'm everyone. Maddie's tower would be like the ability to like, wherever she is, she could like take out her iPhone and anything that needed to happen, she could do it on her iPhone. Like her iPhone would just be her power. (laughs) (laughs) The power of the iPhone. It'd be like, iFlame. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of like a normal iPhone, it would just like, be the entire controls of the world in her palm. Yeah, just any time I wanted to do anything, just stick a, an eye in front of it and be like, I teleport. Dude, you just <laughs> become like, like a giant somewhere. iPhone. Like, everything you do. I disappear. <laughs> Maddie, no longer vampire, is now a giant iPhone. Except because the Apple company is so ridiculous, like, I would have this power to be able to do anything and then they would come out with an actual iPhone that can do anything and it would be selling it for, like, $50. Yeah, and you'd be useless. Mm-hmm. You'd have upgrades, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll get my own software downloads. But only for $15 about. Alright, that's ridiculous enough. Gail, would you like to give us some announcements slash reminders? I love announcements. First announcement, once again, for the second time this show, we will not be this hateful every show. We will go back to normal, we promise. Um, it's a new month, it is August now, so everyone can vote on Podcast Alley again. Get back in the top 50, because we're not right now, and we like being in the top 50. Um, vote on oh, iTunes. Can I say something about that? Fine. Okay, so I listened to this other podcast called Blast the Right, which if you're a nerdy political person, you might want to listen to, because it's full of nerdy fun. But anyway, what they say, or what the guy there says every week is like, he says like, I put in... I give you two hours of podcast every month. You can give me 10 seconds to vote. So, like, this podcast does take a lot of time. We spend, like, a few hours every week producing it and recording it. And so we probably spend, like, 15 hours a month making this. And if you guys could give us 10 seconds to go vote on Podcast Alley, that'd be really great because, like, if we get into the um, top like 50 or even the top 10 so we can be on the homepage. that really gets us a lot of new listeners and you know the more listeners the more fun we all have the more people that are involved and I think like the people that are in the top 10 have like 150 votes we have over 900 subscribers so if just like one out of every 10 of you votes we could really get up there so everyone please okay now back to normal announcements um, okay, thank you to Lee for coming to meet us at the Voiders release. Oh yeah, that was super cool. Yeah. <laughs> she said we were better than Prozac. <laughs> yeah. Which is the best compliment I've ever gotten in my life. Pretty much. We liked her a lot. We did. Um, cause she kind of saw us and like thought it was us and then I offered her a sticker cause we had stickers. Um, so yeah. Okay, other announcements now. We love you, Lee. We did record ourselves like kind of live podcasting but it's nothing you haven't heard it's just like people asking questions and us like kind of answering um it's not even the full thing it's just like 20 minutes of it if you guys want to hear it send us and let us know otherwise we're not going to post it a little bit of self-advertisement now as some of you know i'm talking to us on aim maddie and i are starting a podcast and it's not called bloodsuckers <laughs> um we're starting a podcast we're actually going to record it tonight hopefully it'll be on 
sometime this week. It's called Cup of Noodles. It's a Fueled by Ramen podcast. It's about bands like Panic the Disco, The Academy Is, Cobra Starship, the Fueled by Ramen band. Our website is freewebs.com slash cup of noodles. And we'll be on iTunes hopefully sometime by the end of this week with the first episode out. we get approved. We get approved. So um, check us out when it comes out. Um, If you want to email us questions about it, we'll let you know. Cupofnoodlespodcast at gmail.com or email bloodsuckers and we'll, you know, talk to you anyway. But uh, had to self-advertise a little. So check us out. Don't forget to IM us. We've been talking to a lot more people recently. Yeah, that's kind of it. Um, shout outs to all the people who IM me like every day. Hi, guys. All right. We're going to end the show with the song of the week where we pick a song that reminds us of Twilight and discuss it. Gail, what's the song for this week? As you heard in the intro, this week's song is Your Guardian Angel by Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. We're going to play the song in the background as we discuss so you guys can hear it. The, the end of the first verse says, I'm, and now that I'm stronger, I figured it out. Reminds me of in <laughs> First Breaking Dawn reference. Now that Bella's a vampire, um, she's stronger and she kind of understands how they are more. And she's more used to like how they are and she can understand them better. And so I feel like, like now that she's stronger, she's a vampire and she's figured out how they live and she understands it. In the beginning, when I see your smile, te- tears roll down my face I can't replace. You know how Edward loves Bella and also like when he cries, he's not really crying so it's like his tears can't be replaced because there's no tears to be had. That made any sense. Sure. Out this world turns cold. Vampires are cold. <laughs> uh, the part I will never let you fall. Uh, kind of reminded me. Um, this isn't technically a book thing, but in the movie scene that we got from MTV, where they went to the uh, the greenhouse and then like she fell and he caught her. Like that happens a lot in the book, but it just kind of brought to mind movie that scene. scene. Like, yeah, the movie. Agreed. Um, I don't know, this song kind of reminds me of imprinting. That's true. Like, certain parts of it reminds me of, like, how someone who's imprinted on someone would feel. Like, I'll be with you through everything, even if saving you sends me to That line reminds me of Edward. Like, how he's giving up, like, he feels like not being with her kills him, but he'd rather her be safe and not with him. And like, he eventually gets selfish about it, but like in the beginning of Twilight, he's like, even if he like staying away from you kills me, I'd rather do that. Alright, sorry to interrupt, but I forgot to say, um, thanks for the people who suggested this song. Um, we got this suggestion from Laura, Lisa, Michelle, Kristen, Karina, Stephanie from PA, Lainey, and Cassie from Florida. So, thanks Woo! guys. <laughs> sorry for that technical interruption. The part I'll stand up for you forever actually kind of reminds me of Rosalie, how like she would do anything to protect Bella and her baby. Like she would have even been willing to fight Emmett to like let her give birth. Um, I like the verse, use me as you will, pull my strings just for a thrill and I know I'll be okay. Reminds me kind of again of imprinting, like how Quill and Claire are, how Jacob goes to visit them. And Quill's telling him, like, oh, for her third birthday, she's like, she made me wear a crown, and she, Emily said that they should try all her play makeup on me, and I was looking totally ridiculous, but it didn't matter as long as she was happy. Can I have a Actually, the part she just said, use me as you will, pull my strings just for a thrill, kind of reminds me of Jacob, like, when... He was, like, so dedicated to Bella, like, even though she felt like she was being evil by, especially the movie scene, the movie theater scene, where, like, she kind of tells him, like, I'll never be able to love you, but I know you love me, and he's like, well, that's okay, I can put up with that. Um, the heart and seasons are changing, and waves are crashing, and the stars are falling all for us. Um, days grow longer, and nights grow shorter. Kind of reminds me of just like Edward and Bella living together as vampires forever. Like time can keep going, like seasons will change, and stars will like fall and be created, but they'll always be together. It's good. Well, that's it for our show this week. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at bloodsuckerspodcast at, at gmail.com. Sorry. <laughs> or visit our blog at bloodsuckerspodcast.blogspot.com. You can also be our friend on MySpace at myspace.com slash bloodsuckerspodcast or join our Facebook group. Please remember to give us a rating on iTunes and to vote for us on Podcast Alley, the links for which can be found on our website. 
Thanks for listening. I'm Maddie. I'm Christina. And I'm Gail. Make sure to tune in next week. Bye! Bye! I'm, I'm Christine. Oh, I thought you always like going last. I do, but I, I was following the thing. Fine, start over. I'm Maddie. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> Christina, go! I thought Gail okay. was going to go. No, I Christina, you you're second. You're second. Okay. Okay. And we will never ever be able to do a live show. make any sense that is a really 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 long intro you go girlfriend i'm gonna pee on someone oh i apologize in advance for all the pots in the background my grandma's cleaning the kitchen (laughs) good news lovely she should be our song of the week (laughs) i'll let her know This is not an explicit podcast. Please hold. <laughs> loading, <laughs> loading. And you punch me with your book. But you were mad that I spoiled it, so you like tried to kill me. Did someone steal my Breaking Dawn book? Not that I'm complaining. That's because it's in a capitals. Wait, why are we on a bridge? That made my voice clack like a pubescent boy. Can we all say that Charlie's power would be to find the banana king? I have something to tell you. I'm a Leo Pluridon hunter. Completely oblivious, man. You have the power of kinda. You say that every other second. I didn't. No, oh, didn't. I'm oh, a failure. Fail, I should be Maddie. fired as a host. You are a failure. You have been demoted yeah, to find cardboard it. tube. Sorry, I just made a noise. I want a boy that I can play makeup on.